If you all can make your way back to your seats, we're going to get started. And please open up your Bibles this morning to Romans chapter 11. Romans 11 will be our text this morning as we celebrate Christmas together and remember the incarnation of Jesus Christ our Lord. I'm really looking forward to this together with you. We're going to read Romans chapter 11, verses 33 through 36. So if you could open up your Bibles or your phones and read God's Word along with me. Thank you so much. Romans chapter 11, beginning in verse 33, says this, Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God! How unsearchable are His judgments and how inscrutable His ways! For who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been His counselor? Or who has given a gift to Him that He might be repaid? For from Him and through Him and to Him are all things. For from Him and through Him and to Him are all things. To Him be glory forever. Amen. Let's pray together. Oh Lord, we praise You for how awesome You are. And indeed, who has known Your mind? Who has been Your counselor? Lord, You are so glorious and so wonderful. Your ways are beyond tracing out. And we marvel at Your plan of salvation that You would have sent Your Son in love to come and die for sinners so that anybody, any sinner who repents and believes and trusts in Your Son might be forgiven and saved and receive the free gift of eternal life. Lord, I pray for anyone in this room who has not trusted in You yet as their Lord and Savior, that they would do so during this service and it will be the greatest Christmas gift they've ever received. Open up hearts this morning. Touch all of our hearts with fresh passion and love for the Lord Jesus Christ. It's in His name we pray. Amen. Amen. This, this phrase from Romans chapter 11, verse 36, has just been running through my mind um, all throughout this season. And I, I had the honor just this past uh, week to go and visit the Good News Club in Reading at 16th and Hawk. And we have another location as well at the school in I'm Missing. And I, I've just been so grateful throughout the entire fall just watching the Lord work. Um, in the lives of the children around our area, through your labors, Christ community. I've been so thankful to God. And what a delight it was just to be there uh, this past week and just watching you serve, Christ community. Watching the little ones, some of whom we've seen this morning, sing to us, practicing their song for this Sunday here at church and with joy on their faces, singing about Jesus. 
men and women preaching the Gospel to children out from our church into the city and into the suburbs around our area. What a glorious, glorious thing that is. There's nothing more important than the advance of the Gospel through Christ's church to the ends of the earth and to the nations. And you, Christ's community, are committed to doing just that. And I thank God for you. But I was sitting there just marveling as we had servants there from our church who were sick. They were not feeling well. I was thanking God for William Warren who was very sick. He wasn't feeling well. And yet there he was at the Good News Club running sound as one of our teens in our church in our Crossfire Parent Youth Ministry being a blessing as he is. And I was thinking of Sarah Simeon as well who was feeling the effects of a migraine headache and she's there as well caring for children and leading them in song and being a blessing there with her mother, Bo. And as I was just watching our church in action preaching the Gospel, men, women, and children, and as I saw children from the elementary school there, after the Gospel was preached and Esther led them in prayer and guided them to receive the Lord Jesus in repentance and faith, the trust in Him. And as I saw children respond and go and wait with Esther in the back and pray with her and Melissa Tromler as they were guiding these little ones to salvation in Jesus Christ, I thought there's nothing more important going on around here than this. And all of our servants in our church were contributing to that precious moment that may have in fact be eternally changing the futures of these little children from an eternity receiving the just judgment of God to now receiving the free gift of salvation through faith in Jesus Christ by grace to where they'll be enjoying eternal Salvation in heaven. Enjoying the new heavens and the new earth with Jesus Christ, their new Lord. There's nothing more important than the preaching of the Gospel. There's nothing more important than the Gospel's advance to the ends of the earth. And I was observing my brothers and sisters whom I love and our local church family doing just that. And so I spent (laughs) so much of the afternoon just in tears. (laughs) thanking God and watching God at work through you. And this verse was ringing in my ears. The Lord was impressing upon me by the power of the Spirit. For from Him, and through Him, and to Him, are all things. The context of Romans chapter 11 is God's mysterious plan of salvation by which He saves both Jew and Gentile. All the peoples of the earth will be blessed through the Gospel. And through the promised One whom God promised to send, Jesus Christ. The coming King who came and was born and took on 
humanity in order to come and be born in a manger so that He might die on a cross for us. Oh, the depth of the riches and the wisdom and the knowledge of God. How unsearchable are His judgments and how scrutable, inscrutable His ways. How glorious He is. He's the salvation of the Savior of adults and He's the Savior of children. And the Gospel is so deep that the most profound theologians and thinkers can never get to the bottom of it. And yet, a three-year-old child and a little child in the Good News Club can hear the Gospel and respond because they understand it. Because there's a simplicity to the Gospel that even a child can understand and respond to. I love watching God at work in our midst. And I want to highlight just three points briefly this morning out from this text. Number one, sovereign king. Number two, humble king. Number three, praiseworthy king. The title of king has been one that we've been focusing on as a local church in relation to our series seeing Christ in all of Scripture. Currently, right now, we are in the books of First and Second Samuel, and we are enjoying the promise of God that He's going to put a king on David's throne forever. Indeed, in Second Samuel chapter 7, the Lord promises David, when your days are fulfilled and you lie down with your fathers, I will raise up your offspring after you, who shall come from your body, King David, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. King David will have a son, and that son will reign forever, prophesying about King Jesus. And he is a sovereign and powerful king. The government shall be upon his shoulders. He is a sovereign king and ruler. He has from eternity past been sovereign king and ruler. And he will forever reign on his throne. And we will enjoy the rule and reign of his kingdom brothers and sisters, forever and ever. But this sovereign King created all things. We look in verse 36, for from Him are all things. By Him all things were created. And nothing was created without Him. From Him are all things. He is the Creator. He's the Sovereign One. He is the One who plans salvation. And this sovereign king, this ruler over all things, this creator of all things, condescended and humbled himself and took on flesh in order to come and be born as a baby in a manger so that He might save us. 
from Him are all things. God plans salvation, but point two, He's also a humble king. Not only is He a sovereign, high and exalted king and ruler, but this sovereign one before whom the angels in Isaiah 6 bow is a God who is willing to come and take on flesh and die for sinners. We read in Philippians chapter 2 the glorious description of Jesus Christ where the Word of God says, Have this mind among yourselves, Philippians 2.5, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though He was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but He emptied Himself. The sovereign King emptied Himself and took the form of a servant being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, He humbled Himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. He was found in human form and He humbled Himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. It just is a never-ending source of marveling to me, as I'm sure it is to many of you as well, that the sovereign king of the universe, who created the entire universe by the word of his power, humbles himself and enters into a manger, a feeding trough. He was willing to do that. The sovereign king is a humble king who takes on human flesh in order to save us. The king's in the manger. The sovereign king of the universe is in a manger. We see a description there of the the glory of God, the character of God. That He's willing to empty Himself of all the glories and prerogatives of deity, though He can never empty Himself of deity itself, because that's impossible. He remains 100% fully God, and He takes on 100% human flesh. Fully God, fully man, the sovereign King of the universe, who created the universe and all the stars and all the planets with the word of His power, empties Himself and comes down into a feeding trough. Because he was willing to humble himself and to become a servant in order to save rebellious you and me. Oh, the glory of the Gospel. From Him. But not just only from Him. He not only planned it, He accomplished it. He carried it out. He executed it from Him and through Him. It's through His agency that we are saved. He is the cause of our salvation. He is the agent of carrying out our salvation. And when He screamed out in agony on the cross, My God, my God, why have You forsaken me? You have to understand, friend, that the reason He did that was He 
took all of the sins of believers upon Himself and received in His own body as He hung up on that cross, bleeding and suffering and dying. He received the wrath of God in our place. He died as our substitute. So that now anybody, any sinner who repents and believes in Jesus will be on the receiving end of the sin bearer's sacrifice. The God-man, Jesus Christ, the sovereign King of the universe who comes as a king in a feeding trough willing to become one of us that He might save us. What an awesome God to worship this Christmas. Marvel that He would have come and saved someone like me and someone like you. There would have been no hope for salvation. There would have been no hope for you for heaven had God not only been a sovereign King, but a humble King willing to come and enter into the manger in order to save you. Aren't you so thankful for the salvation that God not only planned, but carried out when He cried out, it is finished. It is accomplished. The work of atonement needed to pay for the sins of my people. It's done. I did it. I not only planned it, but I accomplished it. Oh, the glorious mystery the depth of the riches and the wisdom and the knowledge of God, how unsearchable are His judgments and how unscrutable His ways. Who has known the mind of the Lord? Who has been His counselor? Who has given a gift to Him that He might be repaid? No, brothers and sisters, He is the one who gives the gift this Christmas. He gives the gift of His precious Son Will you receive Him this morning? Will you repent of your sins personally and trust in Jesus? Nobody else can do that for you. And please, especially those of you who are guests, I want it to be known to you as well. Please understand, nobody is born a Christian. Nobody's born reconciled to God by nature because we're sinners. We are objects of God's wrath by nature. And if we don't repent, if we don't believe in Jesus... We don't go to heaven by default when we die. As John mentioned so well, it's only those who repent of their sins and trust in Jesus who are the children of God and whom God is pleased with. Please understand, me, in my sin, before I came to know the Lord, I was an enemy of God. But the good news of the Gospel is is that God, the sovereign King of the universe, is also a humble King. So not only from Him, but through Him, He comes and He sheds His blood to satisfy the wrath of God that would have come upon me had He not come. You want to know why we're happy here at Christ Community Church? You want to know why it's so appropriate for those children to be singing with smiles on their faces as they so wonderfully did this morning, filling our hearts with joy? It's because the sovereign King of the universe who created all things, by Him all things were created, and from Him 
Has everything been created? Also, carried it out. Accomplished it. And through Him, salvation was not only planned, but accomplished as the sovereign king took on flesh and entered down into a manger in order to save us. Uh, Let's never stop marveling at this Christ community. Let's never stop worshiping our king for his humility and the fact that he would come and save us. (laughs) The third and final point is that he's a praiseworthy king. For from Him and through Him, and don't forget this, to Him are all things. He is the one who not only planned salvation and accomplished salvation, He's the goal of salvation. He is the end. The great end that we look forward to and long for and see. By Him all things were created and through Him man has been redeemed. And all of this is to the praise of His glory and grace, Ephesians 1 says. It's to Him that all praise is due. The Lord didn't use a team to bring about our salvation. He sent His Son. And He Himself accomplished it all. And He Himself is the one to whom all praise is due. Amen? He is the cause. He is the agent of. He is the goal of our salvation. He is the great end that we should look forward to and long for. Long to go to heaven in order to see Jesus face to face and finally be able to grab those feet and worship at His feet and thank Him that His feet were pierced because He willingly took on flesh so that He might be pierced for our transgressions and crushed for our iniquities. Oh, my fellow brothers and sisters, rejoice as we head into Christmas this week and remember, God loves you. And He demonstrated that love for you. And that while you and I were still sinners, Christ died for us. The sovereign king is a humble king. And he is a praiseworthy king. Worthy of us worshiping him in spirit and in truth. With all of our hearts this morning. And to that end, I'd like to ask the worship band to return. So we can worship him as he deserves. Let's pray together. Almighty God, how can we thank You enough? High and exalted One. The One who created all things. From You are all things. We owe our very existence to You. You created us. You spoke the universe into being and You also created us. How can we thank You enough 
that not only did you create us, but you redeemed us. We rebelled against you, holy king, sovereign king. And yet, instead of bringing down judgment upon us like it was your right to do, you said, no, I'm going to become one of them. I'm going to take on flesh. I'm going to take on humanity. I'm going to suffer the punishment that they deserve so that they might be redeemed by my blood, that their sin might be atoned for, that they might be reconciled to me, and that they might enjoy me forever and praise me for all that I have done for them. We want to say to you, God, it is our joy to praise you today for all that you've done. Lord, you have done it all. We freely confess that from you and through you and to you are all things. All that we've accomplished, you have done for us. Lord, you deserve all the glory for our salvation. You deserve all the praise for our existence. Almighty God, we love you. And we just want to let you know how much you mean to us this morning. And I pray that every single person in this room would commit their hearts to you this morning in a fresh way to burn with a zeal because there is nothing more important than telling others about the good news about you. From you and through you and to you are all things. To you be glory forever and ever. Amen. Let's all stand and worship Him, church. Lord, thank You for humbling Yourself. Thank You that You emptied Yourself and took on flesh so that You might bear our sin upon the cross. Help us to remember as we celebrate Christmas, the remembrance and celebration of your birth, that even from the moment that you were laid in that manger, the shadow of the cross was on your life. Help us to see that in your humility, that you are teaching us to be humble and that you are bearing the weight of our sin upon yourself. Help us to be grateful and thoughtful about who you are and what you have done on our behalf. We do give you glory and honor and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you, and may he make his face to shine upon you. Merry Christmas.